0: You are listening to the Reality Steve Podcast with your host, Reality Steve. He's got all the latest info and behind-the-scenes juice on Rachel and Gabby's upcoming season of The Bachelorette and interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. Now, here's Reality Steve.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome to podcast number two. 4 I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Great show for you this week. The first contestant, I believe, from Peter Weber's season of The Bachelor, is now joining the podcast. It is Leah Benavides, and we will get to her momentarily. Some things to talk about in regards to Bachelorette filming. If you've been following on social at all, my social, or even social media in general, you know that... Hometown dates started this past Saturday, and they started with uh, Rachel's first hometown date. Now, when I when I had mentioned at the beginning of the season how hometown was, was going to work, I thought they were both filming on the same day with split crews. What they've done is they've just alternated days and still split the crew up. So Rachel's hometown dates started last Saturday. So she went Saturday, Monday, Wednesday, which was yesterday, and then tomorrow. And then Gabby is on the schedule of Sunday, Tuesday, today, Saturday, and then Saturday. So as we know, Rachel's first hometown date was with Avon Jones in Salem, Massachusetts last Saturday. Then on Tuesday, everybody er, yeah, um, on Monday, everybody and their mother saw all the videos and pictures going around everywhere of her date with Tyler Norris at Wildwood, uh, New Jersey, at the Wildwood Boardwalk in New Jersey yesterday, I did get video of Rachel's date. No need to share it right now because I kind of want to wait till all the hometown dates are over for both women so I can put it all out there. If put it this way, if Instagram had an edit button where you could actually go in and change the picture, you can obviously change your caption, but you can't change the picture. I would put it up now, but We can't do that because I can't do it for Gabby. I can't go in and add Gabby's because right now I don't know her final two. or uh, The final two guys that she has hometown dates with. But I can tell you this. I know who Rachel was with because I have video of it. And I know who Gabby's was with on Tuesday, her second hometown date, because I have video of that as well. So once I get to the end. So here's the plan. Rachel started last Saturday with Avon Jones. Then on Monday, she was with Tyler Norris. Yesterday, she was with somebody. And I can tell you that tomorrow's date for Rachel is with Tino Franco and it's going to be in LA somewhere in LA. So chances of pictures getting out of that one, probably slim and none because filming happens in LA all the time. And people in LA really don't care if filming happens to take pictures of it because they just assume it's a movie set or something. So unless they're doing something involving a crowd, I I, I don't, I'd be surprised if pictures of her date with Tino got out tomorrow. So, you know, three of Rachel's hometown dates, Avon, Tyler Tino, you just don't know yesterday's, but I have video of it. And so we have Gabby. So we all know that Gabby's started on Sunday and hers. First one was with Eric Schwer. I put that out on social media in best in Bedminster, New Jersey. It was with Eric Schwer on Tuesday, she had a date that I also have video of now with Gabby. Her third hometown date is today who I don't know it's with who it's with. And her fourth one will be on Saturday. It's every other day. So what I want to do is wait till Gabby has her date today. Maybe stuff will get out either publicly to everybody or something will get sent to me. Like it has the last two days with Rachel's uh, third date and Gabby's second date. And then um, you know that Tino is on Friday for Rachel and then Saturday's Gabby's fourth date. So hopefully I will be able to find out either privately or publicly Gabby's next two dates. And then once that's all put together, I can put out the spoiler for who's Rachel's final four and who's Gabby's final four. And clearly they don't share any of the guys. There's no crossover. They don't have a hometown date with the same guy. So there we are. There are eight hometown dates. So yeah, I, what I want to do is just wait till they're all done, which will be this weekend. Saturday will be the fourth hometown. And I hope to get something since I already know Rachel's four and publicly, you know, three of them. Avon last Saturday, Tyler on Monday, Tino tomorrow. You just don't know who Wednesday's is. Um, I'll tell you who it is once all of hometown dates filming is over, which is Saturday. So assuming I can get Gabby's final two, because that's what I'm waiting for. I'm, I'm hopefully going to get that and then I'll put it all out over the weekend or maybe first thing on Monday. And then. So, yeah, that's where we're at with hometowns. Gabby's number three is today. Don't know where it is, but clearly I'll be on the lookout for any pictures sent to me or any pictures they get out publicly and then her fourth one is on on Saturday. So you only know Eric Schwer, which was on Sunday and then on Tuesday they went to her second hometown date which I have video of. So I'll release all that once we're good to go. And then again I want to hit up every anybody who's interested the Reality Steve fan appreciation party a little over a month away, June 3rd, Mandalay Bay in Las Vegas. If you're coming from out of town, only way The only way you can get in to the party, like well, not only way, it's not it's something totally secretive, but um, just show me your, if you're flying in, just show me a fl- your flight itinerary and your vax card, and that's it, and how many people are coming, their names and all their vax cards. Uh, if you are local, you just need to promise me you won't flake, and if you're just driving in and you're not flying, I just need a copy of your hotel uh, reservation, and you can get in. It's open beer and wine for about three, three and a half hours that the party usually is. There's a raffle. We give out prizes. We give out gift cards. We give out money. And also there will be some food there. So it's June 3rd, Las Vegas, Mandalay Bay. It's at the same place that I had basically the first four parties were at Mandalay. And then the fifth party in 2019 was at the Rio And haven't had a party for the last two years. So this will be the first time in three years that we've had the fan appreciation party. And like I said, it's always just been a thank you to my fans uh, for being there and um, supporting the site. And I just like to throw a party once a year for everyone to come out and just kind of hang. And it's open to everybody. First come, first serve. And I have about 15 to 20 spots left, possibly 25. Just depends on how many I feel like uh, maxing it out at. If, if we get a mad rush at the end because I'm going to put it out on social media soon. The only way I've been promoting it is on my podcast. And obviously, I haven't put it out on Twitter. I haven't put it out on Instagram story. haven't put it out on Reels. I think once I do that, probably a lot of Vegas locals will be like, oh, I want to go. So I'm waiting. If you really want in and you're coming from in from out of town, you got a month to book, let me know as soon as you can. Email me at steve at com. We'll get you on the list and hope you have a good time. And other than that, um, you know, just uh, get have fun i mean it's it's a good time it's just like i said it's just a way for me to say thank you to everybody for the support throughout the years and um meet up for a night and hang out and share stories and whatnot so um before we get to the podcast we have a new sponsor and boy are you gonna love this one ladies dame products let's be honest Sex is better when everyone's enjoying themselves, right? That's why Dame Products invented and designed Eva, the first hands-free vibrator for couples. Boost pleasure and connection for all with a little toy that won't get in the way. Use the exclusive code REALITYSTEVE for 15% off your order at dameproducts.com. Sharing pleasure during intimacy not only feels good in your body, but it can increase your emotional connection and decrease your stress level so you can take those good feelings with you throughout your day. But in order to get there, even the most sexually motivated couples can benefit from a strategically placed buzz. Dame Products. I'm telling you, they sent me out the products. As you know, I get sent all the products that I promote on this podcast. I can't say that I've used them for myself just yet, but I will say this. I'm not going to name any names, but I have sent this product to a female friend of mine in the reality TV show world, and I can tell you that she specifically told me someone who was getting with someone else in the reality show world who has had a relationship with somebody in the reality show world, she specifically told me that the Eva toy, the hands-free couples vibrator, You don't even need a second person there. And she even told me specifically, it's better than who I was with. I know it's juicy. I know you probably want to know who I'm talking about. I'm not going to share that. It's not that important to share who I'm talking about, but just know it was that good. So check it out. I'm telling you, this stuff really works. It's really good. Um, Like I said, I, I don't want to say exactly who it was, But they absolutely loved it. They have aloe lube, which is an aloe-based lubricant uh, formulated to the vagina's pH. It can be used for bodies and on our toys. They have sex oil, all-natural full-body massage oil formulated with arousing ingredients. They also have the fin, a finger vibrator designed to be an extension of your hand during both partner and solo play. Guys, check this out. Go to dameproducts.com, that's D-A-M-E, products.com, and type in Reality Steve for 15% off your order. You will not regret this one. So, without any further ado, let's get going. It is podcast number 284. All right, here she is. Let's bring her in. You met her first on Peter Weber's season of The Bachelor. It's her first appearance on the podcast. It is Alea Benavides. Alea. (laughs) Thanks for coming on.
0: Hi, hello, happy to be here.
1: I would ask you how you're feeling, but for (laughs) for someone who currently has COVID, you really sound chipper. Unless you're just putting on an act here.
0: (laughs) I'm doing it for the cameras. No, luckily you caught me at day three, and I'm hyped up on Tylenol right now, so. For right now we're good, but if you would have called me yesterday, it would have been a bad day.
1: Yeah. So you were in Utah this past weekend and when you got back on either you got back Sunday or Monday? Which day did you get back? Sunday. Sunday. And you just felt off.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, and sometimes that happens. Like if you fly, especially if you have like a really strenuous trip, you know, you get back and you just feel like really tired. So I figured it was that, like I didn't think much of it. And then I went to bed and woke up at, like, 2 o'clock in the morning and just felt horrible. And I was like, oh, no. So I went back to bed and got up at, like, I think 5.30 is when I woke up again. And I had, like, a hard time breathing right. I took my temperature. I had, like, a 102 fever. I was like, oh, God, I'm sick, sick. So I took a COVID test. And, yeah, uh, after two years, COVID finally caught up to me.
1: Yeah. And, you know, after you fly, I mean, for me, especially when I'm gone for three or four days, no matter where I am, I just feel like after I fly, that first day when I get back, I always feel like, and it might just be the plane itself, I always feel like my throat is sore and scratchy for the first couple days when I get back from a trip. It just always is. And then I had it beginning of this year i had it right after because i was in vegas for new years and then right after i got back is when i got it and i tested positive for six days in a row and it wasn't nearly as bad and you don't have it bad in terms of any sort of hospitalization but yeah i had it where it was just i had a sore throat when i got back and then it was really red and i was like i might as well just take a test and i was like yeah i got back on a monday tested positive wednesday thursday friday saturday sunday and then the following monday and then after about six days, I tested negative, but yeah, it yeah. was just, but it was, I had a sore throat and then my nose ran for about 24 hours and that was it. Never had a fever, never had any body oh. aches, nothing. Oh like, man. I know you've had some symptoms of body aches and yeah, you can't get your I fever under a hundred. <laughs>
0: Yes. So finally, today, my fever broke. I'm at 98. 99 is kind of where I'm sitting. So like a very low grade fever. But considering it's been like 101, 102 for the last two days, I'll take it. Um, But I've had all the symptoms. I had the trouble breathing the one day, the sore throat, body aches, I have a headache. So... I'm hoping tomorrow I'll be, like, good as new because I feel better today than I have the last two days. So we'll see. But, yeah, same thing. Like, after a long travel day, I get home and I just feel so freaking exhausted. Like, yeah. I just feel like crap after a long travel day. So and I do not think anything of it.
1: I noticed that uh, your dog in the background seems to be fired up. <laughs> <out, that you're,
0: laughs> oh, my gosh. George is hyped that it's like I was gone for five days and I get home and he's like, hell yeah, you're
1: stuck with me. Um, Okay, I want to get into your story because we've, you know, like I said, I've never had you on the podcast before. I want to talk about this. Um, I want to say Peter's season, maybe it was the season before that. Yeah, I think it was with, um, with, wait, was Colton the season before Peter? Yeah, he was, right? Yeah. Okay. That seemed to be the season where – We've had pageant girls on in the past of this show, but Colton season was the one where they seemed to dip into it so they can get storyline, and that was the whole Kaylin and, and Hannah Brown right. thing. So your background is in the pageant world. You represented, you were Miss Texas in the, in the, in the Miss USA pageant of 20, what, 19, 18? Oh, uh-huh, 19. Okay. 19, you were the representative. Okay, so I want to, talk a little bit about your pageant background when did you start doing pageants
0: um so I didn't start doing pageants until high school actually I was a what was it I think I was a senior in high school I was a junior that's what I was I was a junior in high school and I did a scholarship pageant really just because I was like this shy awkward kid and I wanted something to push me out of my comfort zone so a few of my girlfriends were doing the pageant and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to try it. Like I was really soft spoken and awkward and just like, I was something like that was way out of my comfort zone. So I was like, I'm just going to do it with no, honestly, I just wanted to be miss congeniality. Cause I thought that was the only thing I had a chance for. So I like brought cupcakes to every rehearsal. I was like, <laughs> if it was somebody's birthday, I would make sure to like bring them a little something and celebrate them. Like, I was really uh, working hard to be Miss Congeniality, and I ended up winning that pageant, and I was like, oh, well, okay, wow. Um, And then I just kind of kept going from there. So I went from the scholarship pageant to San Antonio Teen and then aged up to Miss, and one thing led to another, and eventually I became Miss Texas USA and competed at Miss USA, which is like the Super Bowl of pageants. Yeah. And now here I am retired.
1: So you won your first one without any sort of, you know, background. You weren't competing as like a sixth grader and you had coaching and Mm -hmm. all that stuff. Like, don't you have to, don't you have to have some sort of coaching to win that stuff at (laughs) least early on? Like how to answer questions, how to walk, how to smile, all this stuff. And you won it with no coaching?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it depends on the pageant too. Like, thankfully the one that I started with, um, like I said, was like, it was like a, a Kennedy fair scholarship pageant. So their biggest focus was academics. Like your tra- you had to turn your transcripts in for this pageant. Mm. Um and that was I think like 70% of your score. So you had to be like well educated and then everything else kind of fell in. So um because of that they they took it upon themselves to train you a lot for it. So you had rehearsals once a week. And you would go and they would teach you how to walk and they would teach you how to interview and teach you how to do makeup and whatnot. So it was a really great like introductory to pageants.
1: Mm, okay. So you're doing all that. And then, like I said, obviously you got to Miss USA with <laughs> in 2019. After that Miss USA, Bachelor comes along. Now, was it something that was – because as we know, they had just come off a season where they had a great – storyline or they worked on a storyline with the fact that Hannah Brown and Kaylin Miller keys just had a past that did not mesh and they did not like each other. They both spoke to Colton about it and it was just one of these things where they did not get along. Then Mm the very next season Peter season, we get more pageant girls with a history, but it gets a little more complicated than that. So how did you end up getting cast? Was this, did they, did, did the show reach out to, um the pageant heads <laughs> the, the higher-ups at the pageant world and say hey do you have any contestants for us or did you apply <laughs> how did it work for you
0: oh my gosh i feel like that was a big conspiracy theory it was like miss usa and bachelor must have like some kind of side gig going um but no actually it's kind of a weird story but i think it's a funny one my mom and i had one too many drinks one night um And my mom was like, I'm going to nominate you for The Bachelor. And I was like, do it. They're not going to call me. Like, you can imagine mother-daughter just goofing around. We had watched um, Hannah's season, and we thought Peter was really cute. And she was like, I'm going to nominate you. Like, we're just going to do it. And I was like, okay. I couldn't even tell you what she wrote on that that form. I have no idea. I was sitting next to her, and I don't remember. But – I got a call from production the next day wanting to um, invite me out to one of their open castings and I wasn't going to be in town. They had one, I think they had one in Dallas and then they had one in Houston or some, some, one of the bigger cities in Texas. And I was going to be out of town for both of them. Like, I'm so sorry, I can't make it. And they were like, well, what about you come to the, like our last one is in Costa Mesa. Um, is there any way you like you could come out to LA? And I was like, I don't think so. And when I looked at the dates, crazy enough, I was going to be in LA for my sister's spring break. So I was already going to be in LA. And so I told him, I was like, I can come out, but I like, I'm here for my family. I can't spend the whole day with you guys. So like, I can maybe spare you guys an hour. Um, cause at this point, like being on the bachelor was like, just so far-fetched of an idea for me. I was just like, okay, like going through the motions. Um, but sure enough, I was in L.A. for spring break, drove to Costa Mesa. They, I texted the person I'd been contacting. They got me back immediately. We did the casting, and I left, and the rest is history. So
1: when you ended up getting cast, I think your season, yeah, They at that time they were doing the let's show everybody the potential cast before filming starts and you know obviously it gets out that there's an Aleya on the show and we know that and then you know you add two and two together and people figure out that oh this is the Aleya that was part of miss usa and then we find out that mm-hmm. one of the other girls on your season Victoria paul is is the same now there's mm-hmm. something else that came up during that time because i remember because i was being contacted about it which was and i just wanted you to set the record straight in regards to a boyfriend or an ex boyfriend, <laughs> because they were like, "Oh, yeah. oh there's a, oh she she just broke up with her boyfriend to go on the show." Yeah, and I remember getting oh both God. sides of it, and I was just like, "I don't know what to do." I, you know, I don't. This is <laughs> I just found out about this girl. I don't know what's true and what isn't. So why don't you just go and just explain exactly what the situation was, like what, exactly the timing of everything in terms of when you broke up with your boyfriend versus when you left or when the interviews were happening and when you went to go on the show.
0: Okay. So we broke up like sometime in May and then my mom nominated me for the show, like towards the end of June and myself, my mom, my sister, and my sister's best friend all went to LA for the coast. Well, for my sister's summer break, but for the Costa Mesa casting in like mid July And then one thing led to another. And I think filming started sometime in September.
1: One of the other things that happened during that time, um, during that summer leading up to you leaving for the show, because it ended up becoming a storyline on the show, was this whole um, friendship with uh, Victoria Paul, who competed in the same 2019 Miss USA pageant. She was Miss Louisiana, right? Correct? Yeah. Yeah. She was Miss Louisiana. You were Miss Texas. You guys competed. What month was in 2019 was that competition?
0: March.
1: March, okay. So (laughs) I think the thing here is, you know, we're three years removed from this, okay? And I know that whatever I ask you in regards to Victoria Paul, I just want people to understand that it's not (laughs) like you're coming on this podcast and – you know bringing up like old stuff that happened it's like i'm i'm asking you about it one because it was a storyline on the show and two yeah. it's one of the more it's one of the more interesting storylines on the show because a lot of people still don't understand to this day kind of what happened and you know it, <laughs> it, it, it's tough without victoria uh, being here but i don't think she would answer the questions honestly anyway to be honest with you i don't think she would be honest about exactly what happened because She lied on the show about it. So I I don't think anyone's really ever heard you talk about this. So I want to ask you about it. You guys are, (laughs) when you competed that weekend in Miss USA in March of 2019, would you say you guys were close? Did you run in the same circles? How much time did you spend with her hanging out, either that weekend of the, the actual weekend of the pageant or even before it?
0: So before the pageant itself, um, we had definitely spent more time together. So it was one of those things that, um, you know, we, we both went to the same hairstylist and I remember when she got crowned, I was there at his salon and I was like, oh my gosh, she's so cute. Like, I just feel like she would be such a nice person. Like, I just feel like I want to be her friend. I think I even shot her like a DM, like, congratulations. Like we're going to miss USA together. Yay. Um, and he was like, Oh, you would really like her. You guys should hang out. Like I'll, I'll let her know that you're a great person. I don't remember again, it's been three years, but I remember he was like, yes, you guys would get along great. So from there I was like, okay, I'm going to like reach out and we're going to be friends. So I remember saying like, we should plan a trip. Like let's all hang out. Let's get to know each other better. So I was like, let's go, like, let's go somewhere. So we decided Victoria and I decided like, let's go to Vegas. And we invited some of the other girls. Um, So it was kind of a trip that she and I initiated and invited the rest of the girls on. Mm. (laughs) But so the trip in Vegas was like it was a long weekend. I want to say it was like a Friday to Monday or something. Um, But it was a long weekend and it was Victoria, me, how many other girls were there? I don't know. Like there's maybe like, five or six
1: of us. Yeah, I want to say five or six because when pictures yeah. were getting out of that weekend that I was posting on my site, that people were sending me, like, "Hey, these two know each other. Look, there's pictures on both of their accounts." Or maybe maybe Victoria had deleted hers and theirs were still up on yours. I, I don't. I remember I was getting them sent to me and I remember posting them. I was like, clearly these two yeah. are on the same girls' trip together, even if they never said a word to each other that weekend. It's still yeah. a very intimate group. This wasn't a group of twenty five women that were hanging out that weekend. It was, like you said, five or six. And I'm looking at it like, okay, and then, you know we'll get to, to to that in a second. But this was what January, February, a couple months before the pageant started.
0: Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you two yeah, planned yeah. a
1: Vegas trip together.
0: Yeah, and you with know, other women. Course, with any of those girls trips, there always becomes like a group text that comes of it. So. Yeah. Like we had our little Vegas group text and yeah, it was like five women, but it was still like, I, I remember feeling like I was closer with those five women than anybody else going into Miss USA because we had all done the Vegas trip together. And like, yeah, we had two separate rooms, but they were the two, the two rooms that were kind of like, they shared the door in between those hotel rooms. Yeah. Um. So they were connected by the door that stayed open the whole trip. So if you want to get technical, we stayed in different rooms, but the rooms were connected. Um, so, yeah, I mean, and we all hung out that weekend. We had the group text literally leading up to Miss USA. And then at Miss USA, it's kind of a whirlwind. So you don't really have much time to just sit around and hang out. Yeah. Um, and personally, I was trying to, like, get to know the other girls that I hadn't spent time with yet. Uh, so I didn't really spend a bunch of time with her at Miss USA. But... Um, I mean, we found out that the other person got cast for The Bachelor, and that is kind of when she and I started talking like more personally, one on one, about like, oh my god, the show, and this is going to be so crazy, and I'm so nervous, and you know, we can share clothes or shoes or what's my shoe? Are you? You know what I mean? Where we started like, I was like, okay, this girl's going to be like my rock, my like confidant going into this. Like, this is going to be, this is going to be really good, and whatever. Um, So yeah, definitely something got misconstrued and all that.
1: So you guys were literally talking to each other back and forth knowing the other one was going to be on the show. It's just all fascinating to hear this now because the Victoria Paul that we saw on the show literally said almost the complete opposite of what you just relayed. I mean, let's be honest. She's, she's saying... I, I can't remember the exact quote, but I'm sure you do. Something along the lines <laughs> of we've spent three hours total together or something like that. Yeah,
0: it was like maybe collectively three hours. Yeah. Okay, so, all right, let, let's...
1: Let's just get to the okay so you're you're talking with her before the show you guys both know you're going to be on the show you get there did she act different to you let's say the first night did she tell others I know Alea. was she telling others like talking shit behind your back to others once you got on the show as far as you knew.
0: So, so from what I knew, no, like I got there. The first thing I did when I showed up was like, I gave her a big hug. So it wasn't like I was like trying to act like, hi, it's nice to meet you. Like I immediately ran up and hug her and the people, everybody was like, oh, you guys know each other. I'm like, yeah, like she's Miss Louisiana and Miss Texas. Like we know each other. So it wasn't ever like a secret. Well, I mean, the first night, everything I thought was pretty normal. Like she was, she was nervous. I was nervous. I was kind of sitting there talking like trying to talk to her and make sure she felt comfortable and vice versa. So I felt like, I felt like everything was normal and maybe I was just being naive, but <clears throat> I thought everything was fine. Okay. But...
1: So, so filming starts and you're in, an, you're an early favorite, I think, um, <laughs> to say the least, right? Wait, who am I forgetting who got the first impression of Rose your season? Hannah Ann. Oh, duh. That's right. Hannah mm-hmm. Ann. Did. Okay. So you, you know, you're only, First night happens, and then there's two dates in LA. And the big one, the big blow up, I guess, was the pool party. And at that pool party is where Victoria Paul pulls Peter aside and just, you know, kind of throws you under the bus. Again, I don't remember the exact quotes. I'm sure you do, but he talks to her. Then he comes to you with the concerns of what Victoria Paul just told him. So, mm-hmm. what did he say to you again? And what did you say in return?
0: Um, oh God, he, what did he say? It's so weird having to like relive this three years later. Um, he said basically that she told him that I had asked her to lie about like our relationship, like that we knew each other before the show. And I had asked her to lie to producers about us knowing each other. Um, and I think there was other things, but I know that was kind of like the big, the big punch. Um, and I remember he confronted me about that and was like, well, why would you want to lie? Like this all just feels so calculated and whatnot. And I just, yeah, I remember kind of being at a loss for words because I'm like, I was so blindsided that it's like, what do you, how do you respond to that?
1: Did you ever at any point tell Victoria, we can't let people know that we know each
0: other? No. And I think that's a bit where the big like confusion has come in is I never once said, we need to lie about knowing each other. Or if they ask if you know me, deny. I never said anything even remotely close like that. What, what ended up happening was at one point she had expressed to me basically that she was nervous. Like she was nervous. She wasn't sure if she was going to go through with the show. And I was like, you know, if you decide that, just know that you can't go back. Like really be sure about this decision before telling producers that you don't want to do the show. Um, and she was like, can I let them know that I know you've been casted? I remember that was how it was worded. Can I tell my producer that I know you have been casted? And I said, please don't do that. Like, if you don't want to do this, show, that's one thing, but like, don't go, don't let them know that, you know, I've been casted and like, I don't want us to get in trouble because you know, they, they're really adamant about keeping it a secret. They want to keep the cast a secret until they announce it. They tell you every time you talk to them on the phone, like, don't tell anybody. This is super secret. You can be, like, removed from casting. You can get into legal trouble. Like, it's this whole big deal. I mean, you sign an NDA almost as soon as you're part of the casting process, not even part of a cast. So my biggest fear in that was if you tell producers, like, hey, I know Alea's been casted, that we're both going to get not only in legal trouble, but also removed from the cast. Yeah. So I was like, just don't, don't tell them. But I mean, if they ask, then okay, sure. But don't volunteer that information. So it sounds and like so- that's,
1: it sounds like that answer that you gave her there, she used as, Alea told me to lie. That's what it sounds like. Because in that sentence, you're technically telling her, don't tell them we know each other. But she took it and kind of ran with it in a different way
0: direction Direction.
1: yeah Yeah.
0: okay yeah so i'm more so like let's try not to like let's try not to get in trouble and remove from this whole experience before we even get a chance to be part of it versus she's taking it as a i'm keeping you a secret don't tell them we know each other which yeah was so hard because you know the show's coming out and everybody's like well, why wouldn't they, like, they've literally had twins on the show. Why would they care if you know each other? I'm like, that's not the point. The point is the, like, legal side.
1: Yeah. Well, the other thing is, you even said earlier in this podcast, when you got into the mansion, after you got out of the limo, you went to her and hugged her, and people knew right away that you guys knew each other.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I was so That's why crying. it makes
1: less sense there. that she would say <laughs> what she did at the pool party. <laughs> Like,
0: yeah,
1: uh, okay. it's yeah, it's very confusing of why. And look, I would love to know her answer. I just I think she's so far removed from it and knows that she lied. And then, you know, kind of the way things played out for her on Paradise, uh, you know, it just almost seems like she's she seemed to be a people pleaser with production and was just going along with maybe what production Was telling her to say, I don't know that for a fact, but it just seems like knowing this and knowing that you and her booked a Vegas trip together with three or four of the women for the pageant, you knew each other you miss USA. You guys were literally one-on-one personally texting each other before going on the show to hear her then get on the show and say, I barely talked to her. I knew her for like three hours and, um, (laughs) and she told me not to tell anybody that we knew each other. It, It just seems like something, someone got in her head. There's no other explanation oh, yeah. for it.
0: Oh, trust me. I was dumbfounded too. I mean, who knows? Luckily, I mean, we've worked through like we've worked through everything since then. So there's no hard feelings, thank goodness. But yeah, at the end of the day, it was it was very confusing.
1: Yeah. It was very confusing. And it was confusing, confusing to the audience too, because we weren't understanding yeah. <laughs> It's like one person even even before obviously this what you're telling us now is maybe the first time a lot of people are hearing this exactly how much time you guys spent together pre-show and, and knew of each other and knew and knew each other. But even at the time when we didn't know all this, it just seemed really weird for someone to say, I knew her for three hours. She told me not to tell anybody we knew each other. And then you're just on the other side going, no, I didn't. And it was just like, I don't even think that there was a, Oh, maybe partial truth. And the truth lies somewhere in the middle. It's like, not really. I mean, the, the truth is kind of what you just said, and for whatever reason, she was she went with a different storyline, and and we know if somebody runs with a certain storyline, it's probably because production got in their ear and said, just go with it. I don't know. That's my guess. Um, but that wasn't the that wasn't the weirdest thing that happened to you on Peter's season, to say the least. Um, so, I this is so bizarre. You get eliminated at Rose Ceremony number three in L.A. Which I'm sure you were stunned by. Did you think you were getting eliminated that night?
0: No, because I I don't know. I guess I just thought I would have a little bit more time to like talk things over with him, you know. Um, but yeah, I don't know, because I felt like. I
1: mean, it seems like it he just sided those... with Victoria. He talked to both of you at the pool party, and then that's the rose ceremony. You went home, so it's like it yeah, seemed like he believed no. Victoria over you
0: and it was so hard cuz you know the night before was the pillow fight date mm-hmm. when sydney first came forward with like where the first person saying they had concerns about me came forward you know so that was the first concern he had about me at all in the whole experience was the night before and after that it was like this whirlwind of 24 hours it was like okay well she has an issue with me well then i sit down and talk to things talk to him about things all of a sudden things are better like he's like yeah we're good Well, then he gives Sydney the group date rose. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. Uh, What? And then I'm kind of left dumbfounded because the last conversation I had with him ended pretty decently. Well, then he comes to the pool party and he still has concerns. And then he talks to Sydney and talks to literally everybody else there um, about their thoughts on me. And then he sits down with me. We work things out once again and things are going fine. Talks to Victoria Comes back to me, you know, I, I was getting whiplash from all the hot and cold that was going on with him and I. So after that, I was literally just left. I mean, I was left just crying by the pool for a couple hours. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it, So it, I don't know. I think the. I was kind of hoping that he and I would have a little bit more time to talk, like for me to collect myself and collect my thoughts. Um, but that clearly was not the case.
1: So. So what happened with. First off, why did Sydney say the things that she did about you during the lingerie pillow fight? What was her what was her beef with you? What did, exactly did she say to the camera? And did you hear anything behind the scenes that she was saying about what her issue was with you?
0: No. So prior to that, I had no idea that she had any issue with me. I mean, mind you, at this time, there's what twenty of us living together. So I mean, it was like a big group of women. So it's it wasn't unusual that like I didn't see her all the time or I wasn't spending time with her um but she I remember saying to the cameras just felt like I was like I was fake like I was putting on a front for the cameras or like I was just kind of showboaty um so that was kind of her issue and then yeah just one thing led to another and I yeah I looking back like seeing the way she was talking to me at the at the pillow fight date and, like, the questions she was asking. Now I just think that I, like, was pretty naive to, to the reasons behind the question. I was like, oh, this is sweet. She's, like, trying to get to know me. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Looking back, I'm like, oh, no. She was trying to, like, back me into a corner.
1: So it seemed like at the pool party a lot of people, when Peter went and got other people's opinions on you in the yep. house, the majority was anti- Alea, and one did you know that this was going on or two did you see why they felt the way that they did was it all the it just seems like she's very performative because she's in pageants and she knows how to smile for the cameras because that seemed to be the thing you smile when the cameras yeah. are around and when they're not around you you don't i guess i don't know I yeah mean- yeah um i
0: mean again watching the show back I can definitely see what they saw but I mean the fact of the matter is I've just have always had like a really loud personality and it, especially when you're in such a crazy experience like The Bachelor and they take you on these crazy dates like I'm not the person to sit back in the corner and like twiddle my thumbs I'm the person to be like okay I'm never gonna get to do this again I'm gonna take full advantage of it so I think that that rubbed people wrong is that I was trying to be optimistic and take full um Full advantage of the dates. Like, you know what? We all want to see Peter on these dates. And I remember, I think I even told somebody at some point, like, "You guys think that I'm putting on for the cameras, but really, I'm kind of peacocking for Peter. Like, you know, the, the cameras follow him around. So if he's here, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna show out a little bit extra because I'm trying to get his attention in the sea of 12 other women. Yeah, I only had group dates. You know,
1: that's right. You didn't have a one-on-one in Mm-mm. in L.A.
0: So you get, eliminated,
1: right. you get eliminated in episode three and mm-hmm. you go back home to San Antonio and just something we've really never seen before in the history of the show happens, which is <laughs> now it's happened before where someone came back, but the way you came back and the information you brought back on the show was fascinating. So you go home and the day you're home, um, one day when you're home the f- is the filming of the first day they went, the cast went to Cleveland. And they start filming the first one-on-one in Cleveland, which is Victoria Fuller's one-on-one date, the infamous Chase Rice concert. You, yeah. you being a contestant on the show, just eliminated. Clearly, we're keeping up with spoilers that were out there. Probably my site, uh, maybe some other Instagram accounts, but it was it was all over the internet that Victoria Fuller had a one-on-one date with Chase Rice. Um, you, you obviously know this. You're seeing it online, but at what point? I guess I guess go over the timeline from the time you were eliminated at that rose ceremony in LA till the time you got back on a plane to go to Cleveland and they brought you back. Whose idea was it? Oh, wow. Did they contact yeah. you or did you say, Hey, is there any chance I can go back on? Cause I really don't feel like I told him everything. How did that all yeah. come to be when you got back on the show?
0: Okay. So I get eliminated and I, you know, after you get eliminated, you, you walk out of the mansion, you're out. Like, that's it. You don't go pack your stuff. Like you say your goodbyes and you leave, you jump in a cab and they take you to a hotel and book your flights from there. So I'm sitting in the hotel room and, um, honestly, I remember the first thing I did when I got to this hotel room was tried to call my mom and they're supposed to like, you know, block the phones from being able to like make outgoing calls. Um, but I guess they forgot to block mine or something. So from my hotel room, I was able to call my mom and I told her what happened. And she was like, well, did you like him? And I was like, yeah, I really liked him. I thought we had this really good connection. Like I really, really liked him and this just really sucks. And she's like, well, then why are you calling me? You need to be calling your producer. You need to be calling, you know, you need to be calling somebody else and see if you can go talk to him. Like, especially if you didn't tell him the whole story, like you need, to talk to him and i was like you're right so i call my producer and i'm like i need to talk to peter well i can't because little did i know they were flying out the next day so and it was already god knows what hour so i basically said sorry you're sol i was like awesome so i get on a plane the next day i go home um i think i'm home for i don't know all of like 24 hours And I get a call from one of the executive producers the following day, basically to hear me out. Like he wants to hear like my side of the story, everything that that transpired, the whole everything um, and why I want to go talk to Peter. Like he's trying to make sure I'm not just going on just for clout. And so I tell him everything. He gets Chris Harrison on the line because Chris was, of course, still the host at the time. And they talked to me and they basically are like, you know, we've never done this, but we'll let you come back and talk to Peter. Like there's no saying he'll ask you to stay, but we'll let you come talk to him and then he can decide. And I was like, okay. So, um, I actually bought my flight to Cleveland. Um, so I paid for my one way flight to Cleveland, which was like a ridiculous amount of money because it was like the next day. Yeah. And I flew out. I spent like a whole day in a hotel room. Um, I got there. I don't remember the days of the week, but I got there in the evening, and I basically spent the entire next day in the hotel. And that was what was kind of weird: is they never took my phone. So normally, as soon as you connect with producers, they'll take your phone away. Well, they didn't. I literally had my phone until I was back formally back on the show.
1: So, so, so when you were in the when you were in ho- the hotel in Cleveland would have been the day that Victoria's one on one was happening and you were just following along online and seeing what was going on. So
0: I think if I remember correctly, the day I landed in Cleveland was Fuller's one on one date. Okay. And the day I was quarantined in the hotel was the group date that I inevitably crashed. I didn't know that's what I was gonna be doing, but Gotcha. The yeah, the day that I was sitting in the hotel room was the football group date. So I was keeping up with that because I was trying to like gauge like, okay, what are they doing? At what point am I going to actually get to talk to Peter? Um, So. Okay. Yeah. That was, that was a weird feeling being like sitting in a hotel room, actually be able to keep up in lifetime with what they were doing.
1: So you didn't get to be part of the group date, but yet they bring you on, on the after party of the group date
0: Mm -hmm. and you end
1: up getting, A group date rose for a date you didn't even participate in, which obviously set quite a few of the women off on that date.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I get it. I mean, especially after watching the date, they like kicked each other's asses. Yeah. And then here I come strolling in and take their rose. Like I'd be pissed too.
1: When you showed up to the after party, did you feel the coldness? Did you feel like, what is she doing here? Why do we have to... Especially after you got the rose, but even before you got the rose, was there any warmth from anybody that was welcoming you back or no?
0: Well, I didn't really get to interact with them at all. So I literally, I remember I just walked up the stairs. I walked past the group and I could of course hear everybody like, Oh my God, what the heck? Um, and I went to talk to Peter. And the next time I saw the girls was when he was walking me in the room. So, and of course at that point I'm walking, I just walked past them. I know I crashed their date. I'm walking back into the group holding hands with Peter like i think i was automatically like on defense cuz i mean i i knew that nobody was going to take well to that you know yeah um so i there was definitely like a couple girls that were excited to see me um Tammy was one of them but there was a couple other girls like like Deandra for example she's such a nice person she was like hey i don't have a problem with you personally i have a problem with the situation like he could have brought back anybody so it's not a you thing it's the fact that he brought someone back and i'm like that's fair like i get that
1: yeah when you walked back into the room had he given you the rose yet or no
0: no okay no, so then he, he he definitely gave it in front of everybody yeah
1: that's right he gave it in front of everybody <laughs> So you get the rose, and I'm sure that obviously set people off, and mm-hmm. the next day's one-on-one was Kel- yeah, Kelsey's one-on-one in Cleveland, and then the rose ceremony happens, and seemingly with a rose, you think you're safe, and right. I think, I think still to this day, I don't really understand what happened, or what his reasoning was for taking the rose back, or... Did you give the rose back? I don't think the show ever made it clear. Granted, this was three years no, ago. No, they
0: really didn't.
1: Okay, so what happened? They did you really give didn't. the rose back, or did he take it away from you?
0: So okay, so I had the rose, and obviously everybody knows I kind of went through hell as soon as I got back. Like I, everybody would always ask me, like, are those clips edited? Where like you're sitting on the sofa and all the girls are just like tearing you apart? Like those are edited, right? And I'm like, no, that's exactly what happened. Like I'm sitting there listening to them all tell me what a terrible person I am um and I can only handle so much and basically in that moment I was so terrified like I'm not going to be able like everybody was accusing me of being fake and now I'm actually going to be acting fake because I don't feel like I can be myself anymore in this environment like all the I'm under so much scrutiny from the girls like you know and it was still so early in the process that I knew I was going to have to go through several group dates before I I even had a chance of getting a one-on-one or best case scenario. I would get a one-on-one the following week. And then it was back to group dates. So I was like, I still have to date this man alongside all of these women. And I just didn't think I could handle it emotionally. So I remember um, planning on talking to Peter and telling him I couldn't handle it anymore. And I think if you watch that conversation back, I pretty much tell him like, I can't do this. I can't handle this. And he pretty much said the same thing. Like, you know, he is, this whole experience is kind of being tainted by all of the drama that is surrounding this. So it was kind of one of those like agreed upon things. Like neither of us could really handle it. And so I went home,
1: you know, the one thing that happened before that, that I totally forgot about. And that, even though again, I kind of forgetting the details of it, but I'm sure you'll remind me is you and Victoria had a conversation, I guess, during the day of Kelsey's one-on-one where she was accusing you of, because you knew about, because you had your phone, you you had known about the one-on-one date, you were the one, I guess, that quote-unquote outed her relationship with Chase Rice because I had reported it, that she had previously dated him or hooked up with him or whatever the case may be. What happened in that situation? Because even, again, I think a lot of people are still confused, but we know what we saw on television, which was Victoria accusing you. And she was basically saying, stay out of my business or what, what yeah. happened?
0: So, so basically I don't know how the information got spread across the entire house. Um, it was one of those things that, like, as soon as I got invited back on the show, um, I think it was like McKenna and Hannah and were like, Oh my God. Like, how was it? Like, are you okay? Like they, they basically came in to like, welcome back. And, they asked, like, the same thing everybody asked. Like, did you go all the way home? Like, what happened? And I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, what did I miss in the house? You know, a lot can change in 48 hours, 72 hours, however long it was. And so they were like, oh, yeah, um Kelsey has a one-on-one date tomorrow. Fuller had a one-on-one date yesterday. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know all that. I know you guys play football today. I know Fuller had a date with Chase. Like, and Chase Rice performed, a lot, like, last night. I know that they had a thing um and they were like what? And I didn't realize like that wasn't something that she had disclosed. And I mean, looking back again, hindsight's 2020, I just thought in the history of the show, you usually come back and you tell everybody all about your dates. So I just figured that would have been something that was talked about. I guess cuz in my eyes I didn't see anything embarrassing about it. To me I was like, "Damn girl, like you dated a country music star. That's awesome. Good for you." So I didn't, I wasn't trying to be malicious about it. Like, I definitely thought it was like a a snaps moment. Like, holy shit. Um, but as soon as I realized nobody else knew, I didn't tell anybody else. Well, somehow it got around, got back to Fuller. And she, of course, was pissed and came to my room and cussed me out, basically saying that I was being manipulative and that I was um, just all these, all these things. So... I apologize profusely at the time. Like, I'm sorry. I wasn't trying to be malicious. I didn't realize that this was such a sensitive topic for you. Like it it was just, I was, wasn't thinking. Um, So yeah, that was, that's probably my biggest regret from the entire show is like, if I would have just, if I could go back and do anything differently, it's that at that moment I would have just faded to the shadows until it all blew over. Like, as soon as I got that group date rose, I would have just disappeared for like a week and then come back once somebody else was the villain.
1: You know, and I'm not telling you this because you're on the phone with me right now, but what you did wasn't that big of a deal. Oh yeah, she she had a past with Chase Rice. One, you didn't know because you weren't in the house that she hadn't come back and shared what happened on her one-on-one date with everyone, which was what a lot of people in that show do. Ask ask many contestants that have ever been on this show um, in the past, when they go on a one on one, they come back and they tell all the other girls what happened and the women that don't do it and are closed off and say, I don't want to talk about it. Those are the ones that kind of get, I don't know, outcast, talked about. Oh, she's being shady. It just it's not a great look. Not that you're obligated to share, but when you don't share, you certainly get labeled. So it's not like you did anything wrong. I could I could see where I could see where Victoria was upset at you for saying it. without without knowing how you said it but once you told her like oh I didn't know people didn't know she should have been like oh okay I thought you came back and purposely were out to get me but it seemed like she didn't
0: no no she um well and of course on her end she was hearing basically that I was going around talking about her so it was one of those situations where again it was just a big miscommunication and I've apologized to her like a hundred times since then and again we're good too we're on good terms now but yeah at the time she was pissed and rightfully so I would be upset too if I thought somebody was like going around talking about me behind my back
1: I guess yeah for sure but you but you really weren't talking about her (laughs) you know I know you weren't talking about her my
0: intentions weren't bad
1: you said something (laughs) You said something behind her back. Yes, but I guess there's yeah, there's a difference.
0: Uh It's the intent. There's yeah, no the intent Ill exactly,
1: intent. the intent. For sure. Um but yeah, I mean it just seems like what a what a disaster that ended up being. And then
0: I know.
1: So you get your rose taken away or you leave and and that's it for you uh yeah. on Peter season. And so it's like just a whirlwind for you from that, uh, from the time you got eliminated at the third rose ceremony to getting s- brought back to Cleveland and getting sent home, probably you know forty eight hours later was uh, was a whirlwind. But so that ended your time on Peter's season, and then what would have been season seven of Bachelor in Paradise would have been that summer, the summer of twenty twenty, because yeah. Peter's season aired January to March of twenty twenty. Which led right into the pandemic. I think it was declared a national pandemic three days after Peter's season uh aired. Yep. Um so you are sitting there and obviously you wouldn't be a, you wouldn't have been a um there there was no paradise obviously in twenty twenty. But right. if there was no pandemic that year and we were on regular schedule, that year's January to February January to March season of the bachelor always produces the most contestants of that season's paradise. If there was no pandemic, would you have appeared were you interested at that time in going on paradise that summer?
0: I was open to it. Yeah, I mean, of course at that point, I think I was still a little jaded from the whole my whole bachelor experience kind of sucked. Um, but I felt like I was going in maybe with more more insight so yeah. i was i was open to it you know i wasn't like hell yeah paradise but i was i was open to the idea of potentially doing it
1: okay and obviously that got taken away by the pandemic so last summer rolls around and just another really bizarre alaya bachelor relationship thing thing happens where in episode, I don't know what episode it was, two or three, it was after like the second rose ceremony, they bring in four women on Paradise for a get-together where half the cast gets to mingle with these new four women, and and the four women are McKenna, Chelsea Vaughn, Alana, um, McKenna Dorn, Chelsea Vaughn, Alana Milne, and you. And the four of you show up to this mixer, I guess, some party party. <laughs> And and then, but we're not, there's no real instruction given to the audience about why you guys are there. Yeah. So what, when they contacted you to be like, hey, do you want to be a part, do you want to be on Paradise this summer? You're like, sure, I'll do it. They brought you in and then said, what happened in that, in that whole thing? Because McKenna, Chelsea, and Alana all ended up getting on the show at some point later on, you were. One of the four The only one of the four That were on that date Yet didn't Get invited back So what happened
0: Yeah So Well So basically I mean I think everybody knows Kind of how Paradise works Everybody knows the format of it So I basically When producers invited me to come I told them I didn't want to be The last The last people to be on the beach Like if I go I want to be early enough To actually have a chance Of developing a relationship With somebody Yeah um, And they were like Yeah 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 We can do that Sure So I go to Mexico and I quarantine for like a week. Um, And then it's kind of one of those where it's just a waiting game. So they they come to my room and they're like, all right, today's the day. Like you're going on the beach. I was like, hell yeah. Well, they're like, okay, you're going tonight. I was like, tonight? Like I've seen enough episodes of Paradise to know that's not how this works. Like nobody goes to the beach at night. Um, So I was confused. And, you know, and they told me like, make sure you wear an outfit that's like like a party outfit. And I was like, What? I was so confused. Well, they finally tell me like it's a party. So it's not your traditional beach entrance. It's a party. Um, and it's gonna be you and three other women. And I was like, Okay. <clears throat> and so they presented it to us kind of as like a hottie party, and we would get a chance to kind of mingle with people that are on the beach. And I was like, All right, sweet. So we go and, you know, we mingle. And of course at this point it's hard because relationships have already formed. You already have some solid relationships. Um, you know, there were there was couples that weren't both present at the party. So there would be like the girl and not the guy or the guy and not the girl and whatever. Um, so you're talking to all these people and some of them are like, sorry, I'm already seeing somebody that's at the beach or I'm here with myself, like my person. Um, So I remember feeling like at the party, nobody was actually open to the idea of mingling. Like I was trying really hard to talk to people, but everybody was tired. Nobody actually wanted to mingle. So I was like, okay. (laughs) Um, So I went back to my room after that party was over, and I'm thinking like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be going to the beach the next day. You know, it's gonna be immediately. Well, the next day comes and goes and I'm still sitting in my hotel room. And then I know the following day is a rose ceremony. So I call my producer and I'm like, am I not going to the beach this week? And, you know, we all know the format. We know it's guys, girls, guys, girls. Well, I knew if I didn't go before this next rose ceremony, I would be the last week. And they were like, yeah, I'm sorry. Like, you know, you're going to end up being the last person to hit the beach. And I was like, the last person? <laughs> um So I just kind of said, thank you. No, thank you. And I'd like to go home. So I left.
1: Hmm. (laughs) So the other three didn't have a problem with it. McKenna, Chelsea and Alana. But you they brought Alana in first, I think, because she had. her Storyline. Yeah. yeah, Alana
0: came like, I think, the next day she ended up going before that next row ceremony. Yeah.
1: Um, Because they knew now, you know, that's obviously a big thing now with Paradise is talking dm sliding with someone going into the show and possibly setting something up did you know any had you spoken to any guys pre-show were you interested in any of them going in and then when you got there they had already matched up or what was your sense going (laughs) in Pretty
0: um so everybody always makes a big stink of it but i mean everybody in bachelor nation talks or hangs out or like they're friends and it doesn't necessarily mean they're scheming for paradise it's kind of like I mean, you just want to get to know people, and then if you find out they're going on Paradise, awesome! Like, Bachelor Nation fans would be surprised how many of their favorite couples have actually talked pre-show. Um, Pretty much all of them. So, it's it's literally everybody. But yes, um, there was definitely someone that I had met pre-show that I kind of had a crush on and I knew he was going to paradise. And so I, that was actually kind of the tipping point for me is I wasn't going to go because um, I hadn't really seen anybody that I was interested in, but I met this person and we talked a couple times and I was like, all right, if he's going, like if nothing else I can go and we can go on a date and see how things go. Um, but yeah, when I got to the party, he was already in a relationship. So I was like, okay, well,
1: can you, by the time
0: I get here in week four, it's going to be engagement. So you're either going to be gone or ready to get engaged.
1: Can you tell us who that is?
0: I don't want (laughs) to tell it. I haven't, I have yet to this day say who it is because I mean, people could probably, I feel like bachelor nation fans can figure anything out. Um, but he's still in a relationship. So out of respect for him and his, Girl, I don't want to. I don't
1: want to (laughs) say. Well, actually, I mean, there is. I mean, from from last season of Paradise, a lot of couples are still together. Yeah,
0: I know it's worked in my favor. So it's worked in your favor. Like, oh,
1: but if if, but if we're breaking it down, this is either. Let's see, Thomas, (laughs) (laughs) Thomas, Chris, Noah, Grocery Joe, or. Um, who's the one with, um, Mari, um, Kenny or yeah, it's one of those five. It's gotta be those are, the, those are the five that are together. So it's one of those five. We'll just leave it at that. Um, we'll
0: just leave it at that.
1: Yeah. Um, okay. I didn't know. Okay. I didn't know that, but it makes sense. Like you said, I mean, you wouldn't go on if there was nobody that you're interested in
0: who would, right. want to, who would
1: want to join for that. Obviously there had to be somebody that at least caught your eye and you're like,
0: yeah, I'd be exactly.
1: interested in, in doing that. So it's one of those five. Yes. We'll figure it out. Um,
0: <laughs> somebody will figure I'm it sure out by I'll the end of this it podcast
1: it'll be all over like who you were uh, you know who are you going <laughs> who you were going on for um so that pretty much ended your your time on the show you barely even when you went to that party not a lot of you was even shown they focused
0: no. on McKenna no. Chelsea
1: and Elena because they were the ones that they knew were going to be shown later on arriving on the beach with a date card so we didn't even really see a lot of you on the date. I think I remember even getting emails of people asking, "Was that a Leia at the party?"
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> was that Leia at the party? About that too. Like I saw you in the background. Like <laughs> I don't even think I got an ITM.
1: No, you didn't. It was just you, like sitting at the round table talking to somebody. Yeah,
0: like, yeah I don't remember an <laughs>
1: ITM from you either. Yeah,
0: no. Honestly, I remember. Um, I remember sitting down in an ITM. It was like I was the last person of the night to get brought into one and they're sitting there asking me questions and you know I'm talking and literally like mid-sentence somebody's like hey we gotta shut down and that's when I knew I was like okay they don't really care that I'm here <laughs> <laughs> they literally cut my IGM like so short. I was like, all right, they. right, I'm definitely not part of the storyline to them at yeah. all.
1: And it would make sense to just basically send you on your way, really. I mean, yeah, obviously. I
0: was like, all right, we're good.
1: They're not going to fight to be like, oh, no, well, I think you should stick around and we got someone for you. Like, No, you Yeah,
0: were,
1: no. You, were, you were pretty much done at that point. And it probably didn't help the fact that you didn't have a pre-show, you know, connection or relationship. Even though you were going on for someone in particular, you probably – I don't know. It di- it didn't help, and maybe they knew that, and they knew that the guy that you were interested in, like you said, was already in a relationship or had already coupled right. up with somebody. Who wasn't going to help your your status at all. So, so that was your time on the show, which was um,
0: that was my paradise.
1: <laughs> that was your paradise, and that was your bachelor career summed up uh, on this podcast. So, I want to talk now post show stuff in terms of what have you been? Um, I know you have your own business right or with your mother and your sister you guys run your own business tell everybody what you do now and what you've been doing post-show
0: so um you know three b's at home is our business and it's been what about three four years so we opened um in 20 we started everything in 2018 we officially launched in 2019 pre-show um so this was before bachelor was even like an option for me um, and initially we started as a clothing boutique and then kind of through the pandemic transitioned to more of a lush type of feel. So we do soaps, we do scrubs, bath bombs, candles, lounge wear. Um, I always describe it as like everything you need for a cozy night in, um, cause I'm a major homebody. So all of those smell good scrubs and candles and whatnot are like my favorite thing in the world. So Uh, Things have been going really well with the business. We do, of course, online orders. We ship. We do local pickup for people in San Antonio. We now have our own little storefront in Fredericksburg at their trade days. So we're open every third weekend of the month Um, because I still work full time. So does my mom and my sisters in college. So at the time, it's just not feasible for us to have a full time brick and mortar store. But yeah, things have been going really well with that.
1: What is your what is your full-time job?
0: Um so I'm an orthodontic assistant, so or more of like a treatment coordinator, orthodontic assistant. Um so I've been working there for 4 years now. Oh, okay. Yeah, I love it there. My boss is great. He's supported me through all my shenanigans, through miss USA, through bachelor, <laughs> through my somewhat of a paradise experience, so yeah, I'm really lucky to be able to work there.
1: Okay, so you do that full-time, and then the store is mostly online, but you do have a <clears throat> physical store that pops up, you said, once every three weeks?
0: Yep. Um, so it's the third weekend of every month in Fredericksburg. Uh,
1: oh, okay. Wow, okay, I didn't know that. And then, I, I, and I'll say this, um, personally, I enjoy your TikToks. I think you have really fun <laughs> i i get a kick out of your tiktoks i think oh they're funny God. um it's just uh i think your screen your tiktok name is just your name right
0: yeah it's just a lay of yeah
1: okay um they're funny um uh, the adventures of your dog george are very entertaining Always. as well um, <laughs> but yeah you can you can check you out there and obviously your your instagram and a lot of them like you said you know just the way things are now you don't just put something on your tiktok you then have to put it in your stories from your TikTok or just do the same video and yep. on your TikTok and whatnot. But um but yeah, and what's and the address of the store is the uh the URL of the of your store or online store is what?
0: So um our website is yeah. www dot three at dot com or our Instagram handle is three at home underscore.
1: Three Bs is it the number three and then B E E S or how is it? Uh,
0: Yeah. So it's spelled out. So it's T H R E E B E S. Yeah. So it's three B's because um, our last name is Benavides. So we're the three B girls.
1: Yes. Three B's at home. <laughs> or is it three B's at yep. home. Okay. Three B's at home. Three B's at home. Okay. Yeah. So anybody that's interested in all those things that you guys sell on your website, by all means, check it out. I'll link to it. um when the podcast goes up and uh, Alea, this is for your first uh, stint on the podcast. You did great. I really appreciate it. <laughs> I, I really enjoyed rehashing that, even though I didn't remember every detail. Just thinking back to it now and just seeing how what was shown on the show seemed to be a lot different than what actually happened behind the scenes. And, you know, look, and, and I, again, I do want to make this point to everybody out there. I don't think that this was some sort of attack on Victoria Paul and what she did and what she said on the show. It's just like, hey, this was a giant thing back in 2019. If I could have had you on the day after Peter's season finale ended, I would have, you know, because I wanted to It was the one thing about the season. Well, obviously, the ending of Peter's season was a giant mess, too. (laughs) But in terms of what happened on his season, you were somebody that I've always wanted to have on to talk about because I never understood Based on the pictures that I was given, why Victoria was selling a story that just wasn't true? I didn't understand it, and I, yeah, I'd love to talk to her about it, but I don't think she ever will, um, because I'm going to ask her the same exact thing basically that I asked you, Victoria. If you spent all this time with her, why did you go on the show and tell Peter you didn't? Like it's just it's straightforward. So I don't know how she can answer without saying, without not being honest, unless she does come forward and be totally honest I'm like, yeah, no, I just lied because I wanted to accomplish this or do this i don't know so um
0: yeah i mean like i said it sounds like it all kind of chalks down to just a lack of communication like there was this big miscommunication and then from there no communication and so like i said thankfully we've had a chance to work things out but yeah again no no hate to victoria we're all good now um it's just just talking about what happened way back when as if it happened yesterday.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like I said, if I could have had you on much earlier, we would have discussed this when it was more pressing in people's minds. But now that I'm having you on for the first time three years later, you know, got to ask about it. You know, you got to ask about it. So, Aleah, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Good luck to you and your mom and your sister and your future endeavors. And we will no doubt be in touch. Thank
0: you.
1: And feel better. <laughs> Get over COVID. That's right. <laughs> yes. Go inject some bleach into you or whatever they, they tell no you to. No, it. All right. Thanks, Alea.
0: Thanks.
1: Bye. Thank you so much to Alea for coming on. So glad I was able to finally have someone on from Peter's season. I believe she's the first one to come on from uh, Peter's season, and you know, because she was on Paradise last summer, there was contracts involved to where I had to wait till that contract was up. And now it's up, so maybe you can get some other ones on. But, you know, again, I, I hope there's no attacking of Aleya and attacking of Victoria Paul, for that matter. It's not like Aleya was just waiting to, you know, tell her side. She answered it because I asked. I mean, she knew I was going to ask about it, but... I hope there's not any response of why are we still talking about this three years later? You know why? Cause I wasn't able to talk to Alea for three years. Unfortunately, when I have contestants on who haven't been on the show in a while, we're going to have to talk about their season. And these were the questions that I wanted to ask. Cause these are the questions I know you wanted answers to because the whole Victoria Paul thing for three years, I've been stumped as to why Victoria was saying the things that she was on that show. When I knew those weren't true, because we had evidence at the time of just, now granted, it was just pictures. But I was like, okay, this is a Vegas weekend with five or six girls. Like, there's no way she's only spent three hours with her. And then to now find out that they were literally personally texting each other before going on the show, knowing they were both going to be on, and then Victoria gets on there and says, "Alaya told me to lie about knowing her. I just, I feel, I almost feel bad for Victoria Paul because it's clear some producer got to her and told her. Go with this. There's just no way she didn't ever think that this was going to get out, that they had a, a much stronger friendship before all this. I So, so weird. But please don't uh, go attacking either of them over this. But it was great to hear from Alea. It's such a weird time that she's had with the show, from everything that went down with Peter to then to that whole Paradise situation last year where she gets brought in with three other women that end up getting on the show and she doesn't because... You know, it sounded like there was just no connection made. Just bizarre. So, um, but all, all good luck to her in the future and her future endeavors. Um, like I said, as we get going here, hopefully I will have the uh, final two hometown dates uh, for Gabby. Um, her hometown date number three is today and the number four is Saturday. I don't know who they are, but, um, you know, every single date, has um has gotten out so far at least to me the last two haven't gotten out publicly at least i haven't seen them anywhere because no one's come to me and said hey so and so is reporting i know who gabby was with on her second date and i know who rachel was with on her date yesterday because i have videos of both so and then as i mentioned at the beginning of the podcast rachel's fourth date is with tino uh tomorrow in la so I know Rachel's four and Gabby, I know the first two and we'll see if three gets out today, either publicly or, you know, sent to me privately. And then her fourth is Saturday. And then after that, hopefully I'll have everything for you and I'll pull them all out there uh, over the weekend or something. So um, thank you all for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Please rate, subscribe and review an Apple podcast. Hope you check out that new sponsor Dame products telling you some good stuff. That's what I'm hearing. They sent it to me, obviously. Um, Not too much I can do with it right now, but uh, I did send it off to friends who really like the product. So, with that said, uh, for Alea Benavides, I'm Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in, and we will talk to you next week. See ya!